Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, as we go live here at Lindner Field at CHCA. After a couple of weeks of bad weather, we got a beautiful night, hardly a cloud in the sky. It's hot, it's humid, it feels like summer. But we got a big game here today between the Eagles and the Indians from Holy Cross. Got a lot to bring you tonight. It's going to be a big game. I'm being joined tonight by Chad Leland, and we have a guest in the booth tonight. We got Greg Simpson, alumni parent, former board president as well. Greg, great to have you up here tonight. Hey, Dean, thanks for having me. This is going to be a great game, and we're lucky to have such beautiful weather for tonight's exciting event. All right, so the Eagles are coming off a tough stretch of two non-conference games, uh, Indian Hill and last week Wyoming. It puts the Eagles in a one-and-two position one week, uh, two weeks away from conference play. Chad, what do we expect to see tonight? Well, I think this is going to be a really good reprieve tonight. We played both Indian Hill and Wyoming, both teams that were bigger in in size and in student population than us. All right, so the opening kickoff is going to be a knuckleball. It's going to go out of bounds at about the 26-yard line, so they're going to bring it out to the 35. Finish your thoughts. What do we expect to see tonight? So last year we played Holy Cross down there at Hull, down in Kentucky. Uh, They're going to be a little outside. The Eagles, I know we're small, we're young, but we should have the experience edge tonight. Um, but this is all really setting things up for next week, Dean. The way, the way that we've dropped the last two games, next week we're at Gloucester Trimble. And if we win that game, we'll put ourselves in a great spot for the playoffs. But if we lose next week, week Dean, I think we're all but mathematically eliminated. So today's about getting healthy, getting reps, getting confidence back. All right, so Eagles come to the line. They're going to start trips to the short side of the field. Are they going to move Grody over to make it two receivers to each side? Empty backfield. Now Ames in motion. They give Ames on the jet sweep to the left. He's around in the corner in the 40s. 45, he's going to get tripped up just short of the 50, and the Eagles get out of the gate fast. Great way to start. What a good run by Ames. Yeah, Ames with a good run. They had a really interesting little unique uh, formation shift that was the first time we've seen that in a while, Dean. All right, we'll talk about the injuries in a minute, but play action. They're going to throw the little bubble screen out to Metzler, who takes it all the way down to the 32-yard line. A good little play there for the Eagles. This is a little uh, wide receiver screen, and those are all predicated on the fact that the slot receiver needs to block the cornerback. And Grody out there got out there and made a great block that allowed Metzler to make a catch and get about 15 yards upfield. It was beautiful. All right, they're going to put Ames in the backfield. We don't have Alex tonight. He's out. We'll talk about that in a minute. There's a snap. They're going to hand the ball off to Ames. He's going to try to bounce at the outside. He's going to get pushed back and – Pushed out of bounds all the way back at the 40. They're going to give him forward progress to about the 35-yard line, keep the clock running. They'll make that a loss of about three. Yeah, so I think we can come back from this. It's still early. That's, we're, we're looking pretty good tonight, actually. Alex Bernard, who you're used to hearing back there in the backfield, actually ended up with a concussion after last week's game. He'll be cleared by Monday. Ian Sockhill had the separated shoulder from last week. We're hoping in a couple weeks to get him back. All right, so Cole's going to roll to his left, looking downfield, across the middle towards the end zone. And 
a decent pass, but not going to be caught by Grody right at the goal line. Going to bring up a third down and 13. That looks really weird because you had two – it basically looked like two different receivers from different sides were running the post. And Cole put that right in the middle where if either one of them was running full speed, it looked like Robert Dodson was on the right side running to the middle. He pulled up, and it looked like Grody was running from the left. He was running strong. The ball was placed perfectly for nobody. If it was on either side by about five yards, you're walking into the end zone. All right, third and 13. Cole's going to throw the fade down the right sideline wide open, and I think that's Dodson. No, that's Julian Herman. We've seen him do that all year, run away from the defenders. Eagles go up with a touchdown on a nice 33-yard strike. He made that look easy. Really glided right into the end zone. Beautiful pass right to him. No coverage. Right. Great play. We've seen all year Julian, the track star, getting behind defenders. He didn't even look like he broke a sweat on that one, so we'll watch that matchup. Yeah, it looks like they're a little overmatched today, Dean. Uh, Holy Cross lost to Cincinnati Country Day, who, as we've talked about, Cincinnati Country Day only has like 16 football players. Uh, Holy Cross comes in, I believe they're 0-4, and they've been really struggling a little bit this year. Uh, They're only about four or five years removed from winning the Kentucky State Championship. So I know when this was scheduled, Holy Cross was was a power down there in northern Kentucky. I think they've run into a little bit of a, a, a tough stretch here. But, uh, Greg, like you said, that looked real easy. Julian Herman was about five, five to seven yards behind that cornerback, and they're going to have a really hard time matching up with Julian. They're going to have a hard time matching up with Metzler. And we haven't really seen DJ get going yet, but I, I imagine that we're going to get the ball on the ground running in between the tackles with DJ. Let's see what, what we can get from the Wilmington tra- transfer tonight. All right, after four games this year, this Holy Cross team – has been outscored 169 to 6. And those six points came from their main offensive threat, number 20 through Jeremiah Hicks. So we expect to see him to get the ball a lot uh, this week. But uh, we'll see how it plays out. It's going to be hard keeping up with this Eagles offense. Jeremiah's lined up in the backfield to take the kick. So it looks like they're going to take that play. All right, so Phillips approaches. He kicks a Line drive, going to bounce it out to 12. Hicks is going to pick it up at the – that's not Hicks. Takes it out to the 20, then the 25. Going to get pushed out of bounds. Ames knocks him out of bounds. That was Brandon McClendon who returns that kick, keeping the ball away from Hicks. If you didn't travel with us last year down to Holy Cross, I'd never been before. A beautiful little campus tucked in the hills, old stone buildings, Clearly a historic school. Uh, that, that, oh, that's where they are too. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, I didn't know that. So it was beautiful, uh, beautiful sight last year. All right. So they come to the line of scrimmage. They're going to go two receivers left, two right, drop back. They're going to try to drop a little pass off into the flat. Drops incomplete. To number ten. Here's what they're going to have to do. CHCA had no safety on that play, and they had. Two, they had uh, they were in ace formation, two wide receivers on each side. Their guy went there. Their quarterback dropped back and looked like he was going to throw a deep pass, getting those linebackers to drop, and they were trying to dump it for a little screen. It might have been there, but that's the dis- misdirection that the de- defense is going to have to be on edge for because Holy Cross is going to have to pull out some of the tricks tonight to try to move the ball downfield. All right, same formation. Shotgun quarterback straight back. Now he's rolling to his right looking. And he's going to throw that ball. Short little play. Wilkowski drives him out of bounds. 
just across the 30. That's going to bring up a third down in about seven. And the band fired up tonight, too. We got a lot of good spirit being shown by the CHCA team. Good crowd. We got some good signs. Keeping everybody energized here in the crowd tonight. Got Luke Springer down there directing and Dr. Billy Pohl down there for crowd control. But, again, it's a blackout night. Huddle for Hope. So a lot of the Huddle for Hope T-shirts in the crowd in the band. So we'll talk more about that later. I'm sure Dan Stacy's probably here. Maybe we can get him on air later as well. Pistol formation. This time they're going to hand the ball off to Hicks, and he's going to try to move the pile forward, but no go. He maybe picks up two. That's going to bring up fourth down and a punt. It was a really good play. Uh, Mike Phillips came up and made a fill, but they ran a counter play into the short side of the field. And uh, Mike Phillips, the hole was there. Mike came from middle linebacker position, came and stuffed it. It was a good-looking play. It was well run. Mike Phillips was there to make the stop. All right, Ames and Herman are standing just on the other side of their 40. They're going to back up now to about the 32 and the 35. A high floating snap over the punter's head. He's back to around the 10, and he gets the ball off, but he's going to kick that ball. It's going to die right about the 50-yard line. So a great recovery, but in the end, that only nets about 15 yards from where that play originated. Kicker had to work hard to get that one off. It was way over his head, so he was lucky to get that going. Good play, good job by the Holy Cross kicker to, to save that play. Yeah, Greg, you're absolutely right. You know, when I coach these kids, they're learning how to do things, and a lot of times when the ball goes over the punter's head and they pick it up, they all of a sudden think they're a runner. They've got 40 yards to get a first down. He did exactly what you're supposed to do. Even if you're 30 yards behind your line of scrimmage and you only net 15 yards, it, it beats getting tackled, and then CHA would have the ball on the 15. Instead, he boots it away. CHA takes over on the 50. It was a great play by the punter there. All right, so at the 50-yard line, Ames in the backfield next to Cole in the shotgun. Two receivers to the right. Single receiver left. Play action to Ames. They cut the little slant across the middle. Now breaks outside. And I think that's Herman on the far side. Let's see who gets up there. I think that was Herman over there. It's going to be a first down. Actually, it's Jossworth, the young sophomore, picks up the first down. He really pushed to get that first down, too, because he had three guys to take him down. So nice uh, effort to push all the way through the first down. You mentioned he's one of those young guys coach is excited about. Again, a little flare out to Metzler again on the little wide receiver screen. He's going to take it down to the 32. It's going to be third and short, second and short. Keon Grody out there at slot receiver is doing a whale of a job blocking that cornerback. The middle or the outside linebacker came and pressed Metzler, made Metzler go outside, and Grody making his block allowed Metzler to get another five to six yards. That's great execution by the junior. So they're going to put Joshworth by himself on the right side, two receivers to the left. And now they're going to hit Joshua on a slant. That one went, it was a little low, but through his hands. You can tell by the way he shook his head. He, he wanted to catch that ball. He was looking up at the safety to make his first cut to try to go to the end zone, and uh, he just dropped it. Flag zone. Flag zone. Not sure what that's about. You know, know what that flag is for, Dean? That was well after the play. So unless somebody counted and realized they had too many men on the field. Oh, no, they're going to say an eagle, illegal man downfield. That was like three seconds after the pass hit the ground, but they noticed. Here's what happened. They, this is, they're running an RPO. It's called a run-pass option. They're, they're showing the run to Ames, and then Cole's pulling it and running that little slant that was just dropped. But because it's an option, 
some of the offensive linemen may go downfield and run block. So what the referees are doing is they're turning around and seeing an offensive lineman walk from five yards downfield. But since it was a pass, that dude shouldn't be over there. So that's when they started throwing the flag because he realized, wait a second, son, you're not supposed to be that far down. <laughs> well, in this game, I think actually a five-yard penalty after a drop pass is actually to the Eagles' benefit. So a second down and seven back at the 37. All right, they're going to go with the run to Ames right up the middle. Ames brings a couple guys, misses, and Ames busts it all the way down to the 27-yard line. That's going to be a first down on a nice little burst. And with Alex in the backfield, we haven't seen Ames back there as much, but that shows the skill that he's got. That was a beautiful run. There wasn't a lot of room in that hole, and he made it a lot further than I thought he'd go. He kept playing and, and really brought in some good yardage. All right, back to the line. Eagles moving quickly. There's the snap. Going to give it to Ames again. This time he runs over a couple guys. He's going to get down to the 25-yard line. We'll call it a pickup of two. Yeah, nice little run. Um, One of the things that we're going to see is we've got this inexperienced line, and they've really been challenged the last few weeks, Dean. Indian Hill and Wyoming have two of the better teams that they've had in a while, and they've been just grinding against guys who are bigger than they are. And today, Holy Cross is a good-sized line, but it's nothing like we've seen last week against Wyoming. So this will be a great time to get some reps, a great time to kind of get get confidence back, as we talked about it at the top of the broadcast. All right, and Cole with the hard count just drew the Indians offside, so they're going to march off five yards. That's going to make it second down and three on the 20-yard line. Wachowski's in at back. Two receivers left, two right. Jack got banged up a little last week with his hand. Let's see how he does holding on to the football. The snap drops back. Cole's looking, looking, throws to the end zone. Beautiful pass, touchdown, and that was to Jostworth, who feels a bit of redemption. Pulls that one in. Eagles quickly go up 13 to nothing. You know that's a really good coaching move. When you have a move, when you have a play, we we had a few plays ago where Jostworth dropped that ball to go right back to him a couple plays later for a touchdown. Rebuild that confidence. Rebuild that focus for the young kid. Great play, great move. Extra point pending. Up and good. So, Phillips, two for two on PATs, and the Eagles lead grows to 14 nothing. I just on the student section, they often have the senior fathead posters, but they also have Joe Lucas and Adam Atala in the group which says a lot of something. I'm not sure what exactly. But they are both beloved, and Adam's fat head looks to be yelling. As the cheerleaders do their push-ups, which I have a sense they're going to get a bunch of tonight. They're going to get tired, Dean. Save some energy. Do we have to do push-ups up here in the booth, Dean, every time they score? So, you, I don't know. It could be a long night for us. That's why we have them put this signage right here so they can't see. Let's just tell them that we do. If they tell us to, we just go down there for a while and then get up and look sweaty. Boy, on a night like this, we needed one of those Gatorade bottles up here, I think. It's going to be a hot one. All right, it is warm. 
Thankfully, there's no sun. All right, so teed up. Phillips approaches. Nice end over end kick. That's going to be caught up over the head of the, of the back at the 10. He's going to get the 15 to the 20. Around the corner, the 25 gets hit and stays on his feet. Ames knocks him out at the 27. Stays on his feet, but a good run back. Uh, I think that might have been Hicks. Yeah, that was a nice that was a nice run back. I was afraid he was going to break loose there. He was uh, really coming up the side, made it past a big piece of the line. Uh, good progress by Holy Cross. Yeah, the Eagles were pretty much confined in the middle of the field, and all of a sudden he did have the corner. It's a good thing Ames was out there, or he might have gone for a while. So with 7.33 left in the first quarter, Eagles up 14-0. They're going to start their next drive. The quarterback's going to keep it, and he's going to always oh, going to break through a tackle at the 30 to the 40, the 45 to the 50. He cuts back across. He's got running room. I don't know if he's going to be caught. To the 30, to the 20, to the 10. Touchdown. That was Brandon McClendon, the quarterback on the, on the keeper, is going to take that ball 73 yards for a crowd-silencing touchdown. It was a beautiful play. It was a jet sweep. So they're trying to get that end to fly up to contain the jet sweep. And the quarterback then pulls it and runs right where that defensive end should be. And so what happened is the linebacker then came up, missed the tackle. The quarterback jets outside, cuts back all the way across the field. It was a beautiful play, well executed. And uh, kudos to Holy Cross on a well executed play. And great athleticism from the quarterback. That was impressive. Yeah, he had to go a lot more than 73 yards because he came all the way diagonally across that field, chased all the way by the CHCA team. So, good job, Holy Cross. The Eagles are going to come back now with this next kickoff and uh, show them what we got. All right, Holy Cross misses the extra point short into the right. So, 14-6. to six. So that's a, that's a little bit of stunner for the Eagles. So that gives the coaches something to talk about. It does. But you know what? This is how Holy Cross can stay in this game. They, all, they, they are going, they're going to have a hard time moving the ball at five-yard chunks consistently. But if they hit big plays like that, that's how, that's, how, that's how upsets happen. So I know we're early. I know we've looked really good here, Dean and Greg. But we're up eight points. We really need to start focusing right here. We need to get a good series here on offense. We need to get a stop on defense because the longer you let them hang around, they'll start smelling that blood. They haven't had a lot of success this year, so just give them a little hope and it'll start growing. You need to crush it. <laughs> right, and as you mentioned, even though they were down last year, even a little more down this year, this is a team that has some winning tradition in its past. So to keep that squelch as long as possible is key. All right, so Ames, Herman. This is a short little kick to 34, and fielded and dropping there is Connor Bryant, who just covers that ball and goes down. Does the smart thing to let the offense take over. Yeah, it's a little bloop kick, and he let it hit. And it looked like for a second they didn't know whether to get on it or not. So I'm glad that Bryant jumped on the football because a, a kick like that, once it goes 10 yards, it's the same thing as a fumble. It is a live ball. So great job diving on the football, protecting it for the Eagles. And here we go. Uh, Cole Fisher with two touchdown passes today. He's looked really good. Um, 
pretty much all year here, Dean, but let's see what he's got here with uh, only an eight-point lead. All right, empty backfield. Trips right, two receivers to the left. Dan aims in motion. The jet sweep from right to left, but he trips in the backfield, goes down, so that's going to be a loss of about six on the play. And that's not the way to start the drive you just said would be important for the Eagles to establish themselves. Well, I'm not worried yet. Uh, this is a strong Eagles team. I'm, I'm confident they're going to they're gonna pull this pull a good play this next time around. You wonder sometimes on games like this where starters probably don't expect a lot of time. You get a little sloppy, you're a little overconfident. Not, not the disciplined kind of football that we saw against some of their tougher opponents. So back to the line, trips to the left. They're going to hand the uh, – actually, pulls the ball in. Cole's going to keep the ball. He's going to go around to the right, to the 40, and he gets thrown out of bounds, and he jumps up. A little bit of talking going on there, but he's going to get a first down, and Coach wanted a flag, and it was a little bit out of bounds, but we'll see what happens with that. It's, it's football. Get up and play. Stop chewing at the official if you're a player. That's Coach Mueller's job. It was the exact same play. Holy Cross ran for a touchdown. The jet sweep fake, Cole pushed, uh, pulled it, ran right up the middle. It was a beautiful play. All right, Cole looking to his left, the wide receiver screen, oh! and with some running room ahead of him, Metzler juggled that ball and dropped it about five yards up the field, but he had running room. Holy Cross was hoping they could grab that when it juggled out of his hands. They almost had a chance to, to take that ball back and, and bring it down the field. It went from bad, almost went from bad to worse. It was not a well-thrown ball by Fisher. It was one of those wide receiver screens. He threw it way too far upfield. Metzler had to make, try to make a play to get it and just couldn't bring it in. All right. Looks across. Oh, and there's the ball tipped twice. Caught by the Eagles. Oh, he dropped it. They said- oh, they're going to say incomplete, but that ball was almost intercepted twice. Looked like it was caught over there by Grody, but they're going to say it hit the ground. That was weird. It was a slant pass. The linebacker jumped up had it in his hands, and it bounced up right to a cornerback. It went right through his hands, hit, who was it, Grody, right in the chest. It looks like he was falling down, and then the ball fell out of his hands, and it was immediately called incomplete. That was three different guys that had a chance to catch it. Legitimate, not just, hey, that would have been a great catch, but three guys that really could have caught that ball, and it falls to the ground. Actually, I think it was Metzler. Grody was in front of him coming back from the, from the ball. All right. Cole's back, straight in the pocket, looking, looking. Over the middle, he's got an open receiver. Herman holds on to this, though, and he spins him down, but not till he gets all the way down to the 33-yard line. That's a big first down after a few potential turnovers. It is beautiful to watch Cole Fisher in the pocket. The offensive line, by the way, is doing an amazing job. Cole Fisher sat back there forever, and it's like shooting fish in a barrel when you give him five seconds to throw like that. They needed that play to make sure the momentum didn't shift in this game. All right, they're going to quick swing the ball out to number three to Bauer, who puts a nice little move. Oh, and then Bauer took a head up around the head, and they throw a flag. But Bauer hops right up. But that was a head-to-head hit. So they're going to tag 15 yards onto this. He's down at the 23-yard line. And the officials are talking in high school football. That could be an ejection. Let's see what happens. They're still talking. They're going to call personal foul, blow to the head. And they're going to march it off. 
And this will put the Eagles well inside the red zone. Yeah, so he was. they're calling it basically a defenseless player and because uh, he was on his way down, and it looks like the safety came, didn't attempt to wrap up the tackle. He just came with the crown of his head and hit uh, Bauer with, with in the head. So they're calling it a flagrant personal foul, um, which is an appropriate call. All right, they're going to hand this ball up straight up the middle and following the box nicely. That is DJ Ames takes it in for a touchdown. And so the Eagles – Put 20 on the board quickly. Ames followed his block and takes it right over the goal line in the right corner. Big play for the Eagles. Yeah, that was good. They, they brought this one home. It looks like uh, it was gonna. We, we were at risk there at the beginning of this drive of losing the ball early, but uh, they brought it all the way home. All right, so Phillips ready for the extra point. Holds down. The kick is up. And it's good. So the Eagles with 537 left in the first quarter is going to go up 21 to 6. Yeah, it's a really big answer. You know, Holy Cross uh, had the huge play, well executed and scored on their last series. And uh, CHCA really needed this, ans- this answer here. I don't know if Holy Cross can stop the Eagles when, when we're on offense. But you have to execute. When you got a team that's a, that's a little overmatched like Holy Cross and they have a big play like that, I was talking about hope. You can't give hope. You can't give them hope. And so what the Eagles need to do is be methodical just like that. Run the football, throw the football, protect the quarterback, and uh, protect themselves. And they're doing everything they need to do. We're looking for a big defensive stop here. Not just for film, not just for next week, but we need a big defensive stop, get the ball back again. And let's, let's, let's end any drama this game could possibly have. All right, so the Eagles tee it up at the 40. Eagles are going from our left to right, from the north end zone to the south. Sun last glimmer on the field. Phillips kicks a line drive this time right down the middle of the field. It's picked up on the, at the jog at the 15. Now going around the corner, McClendon out to the – 37, 38-yard line, Grody pushes him out of bounds. He tried to spin and head back in field, but he stepped on the boundary line. It's a good thing. The kid's got speed. You know, we've talked a lot about Mike Phillips and his kickoffs, and uh, a lot of the time it goes really well. Uh, this is one of those that was a line drive kick. The ball hit the ground, and it was a nice cherry hop right into the, in, into the uh, chest of the, of the returner at the 20. That's when that line drive kick doesn't look so good because he'd get a running start at the 20 and the ball's almost at the 40-yard line. But we'll take the good with the bad. <laughs> All right, back to the line. They're going to go shotgun formation, two receivers left, two right. Now they're going to bring 85 over, trips to the left. Quarterback drops straight back. He's, he's sliding to his left. Now he's going to try to run, and he's going to get pulled out of bounds by that's that's going to be a sack for Wachowski. Pulls him out of bounds all the way back at the 36. That's a big play. That's the cheapest sack you'll ever see, but we'll give it to him. 3-0. <laughs> all right. Back to the line. All 
All right, back to the line of scrimmage. They're going to go trips right, single receiver left. Again, they're going to bring 85 back across. They're going to hand this ball off to Hicks. He's in the 40. Stays on his feet. Wachowski slowed him up, forced him inside. And the person who finished that, Dotson, finished off the tackle. But we have to keep an eye on that. Great play design. It was a little, it looked like it was a lead to the right, and it was a counter back to the left. They had a pulling guard out there. They sealed the end. The, the, the side was wide open. It was a well-executed play. The linebacker scraping over really kept that from being a much bigger play than it was. Third and four, we want to shut them down right here. All right, big play for the Eagles on defense. They're at the 44-yard line, 441 still in the quarter. Going to hand this ball off to Hicks again. Nice little sidestep move to the 50. Stays on his feet. Bounds off two guys down to the 40. What a nice run. Eric Parker chases him down from his defensive end position all the way downfield. We got an Indian down injured. I think he got run over by his own guy. That is that's Donovan Moses, the 5'9", uh, 151-pound sophomore. I think his back ran up his back. Well, first of all, I, I need to point out the fact that, that Parker – as a defensive end, just made the tackle 25 yards downfield. So let's call that out. That's good hustle. That's a great execution by not stopping. Everything else about that play was a dumpster fire. The tackling was not good. We didn't contain the outside. It was a well-executed play. So let's point out some good things. But, man, there's going to be a lot of tape to, uh, to coach on. <laughs> All right. They're gonna, the quarterback's going to keep the ball, goes right up the middle. And that time he gets hit hard. Robbie Glenn grabs him first. I think Colby Tony went in. I think Pinto was in on that play. We're going to pick up about two. Yeah, two yards. So we got it. We got it. We want to stop them. They're getting, you know, they're getting pretty close down the field here. Now, from what we saw early of their extra point, it doesn't look like they have much of a kicking game. So I don't expect to see any long field goals. Oh, the tee was left on the field. Kobe Tony just threw the just threw it 20 yards. All right, they're going to hand the ball off 21. He's going to go straight up the middle. And actually, a little bit of running room. They're going to move the pile down to the 35 for the Indians. That is the first time we saw Jake Swecker with the ball. Mike Fish, uh, Mike Phillips, Kobe Tony with the tackle. Third down, five yards to go for an Indian. Third and five. Robbie Glenn. Walking off with a little bit of a limp. We'll keep an eye on that. It looks like he's just coming out to kind of rest up. That's the other thing we can't have, Dean. We need to stay healthy tonight. We need to stay healthy tonight. All right, back to the line of scrimmage. Two receivers left, one right. Quarterback's going to keep the ball. He's going to try to get around the corner to a left. He gets to the 35. He tries to get around the corner, and he's dragged down by Dodson, who keeps that from being a first down. And so that's going to bring up about a fourth and three. I would expect the offense to stay on the field. Pierce Kenimer did a really good job there at defensive end. He was able to uh, try to hold the line and and stretch that out. Um, The the quarterback kept the ball and tried to run outside. Pierce extended it just enough for the linebackers to fly to keep that from being a first down. Yeah, Holy Cross has to stay on the field and take some risks. They know they're outmatched here with CHCA, so they're going to go for it. All right, fourth and two. And there's a pitch to the quarterback. He's going to keep it. They're going to throw a flag. 
when the ball got snapped, the towel was still stuck to the ball. I thought that was a trick play. Maybe they snapped the snapped the towel and somebody else kept the ball, but the ball was in the towel, came off the center's butt, I think. I've been I've been around football for 25 years and I have never seen the snap with the ball in a towel being snapped back to the quarterback. I don't know what the penalty is. That's a Charmin play. <laughs> yeah, trying to sneak the ball through underneath the towel. A little magic going on. I, I, I don't know what they're going to call this. The refs don't know either. They're trying to come up with a name for this. They're talking about it. I don't think that's illegal. What is the what? I, I would like to know where in the rule book it says that you can't snap the ball wrapped in a towel. Oh, it's going to be a personal foul. Personal foul, snapping a towel. Personal foul deception. That is, that's a really tough break if you're Holy Cross because honestly, that towel's probably around the center's back, so the quarterback can wipe his hands. But it was, a, but it was a warning. They pick, oh, they picked it up. All right. I was gonna say that was like what they used to tell us in the locker room: don't snap the towel. <laughs> And they did. Now they did snap the ball all the way back to the 50. And from bad to worse, because around the end with the towel on the ball, I think he was going to get the first down. He was Instead, they have to replay the play off of what they're saying wasn't a penalty. And now the bad snap becomes a loss of like 15. And the Eagles are going to pick up the ball in Holy Cross territory. Holy Cross has been doing high snaps all night. They've, they've had a number of chances to lose that ball. This time they just couldn't pull it in, a little too high, a little too outside. So, uh, real, really bad loss for uh, Holy Cross. Yeah, Greg, you know, the centers only get noticed when they do something bad. So, you know, that's, that's, that's always a tough thing. You can have a 99% success rate, but that 1%, everybody's watching. So, I feel bad for that kid. It was a tough snap. And uh, Holy Cross now has their back to it. And they haven't stopped the Eagles yet. Let's see if the Eagles can continue to be methodical, run their offense, do their stuff, and let's take some of the drama out here before the end of the first quarter. Cam, I can't keep I keep coming back. If you're Holy Cross, you had that first down picked up on what really is like an inadvertent flag. All right, play action, and now Cole Fisher's gonna get chased backwards. He's bouncing off his own guys, and he's gonna weave his way forward out to 45 to the 50. There's a 45, stays on his feet. And Colt Fisher went from being about 18 yards behind the line of scrimmage to a pickup of eight, and now a flag on the play. Let's see what it's called. I'll bet that's holding. It's either holding or it's going to be a, a, a crack back. I didn't see it, but that's usually where you see it, where, you, you know, you got all these blockers in front of you and people chasing the quarterback. You cannot go backwards and block towards your own end zone. That's a rule that was instituted a couple years ago. If you remember the flag last year against Cincinnati Country Day, that is, I think last year was one of the first years for it. CHCA was being aggressive. It used to be a really good play, but you can't block backwards towards your own end zone. Let's see what this is. It's a personal foul against CHCA. I would guarantee you that that's what they're calling is a crack back towards your own end zone. Wait, when do we play them this year? I just I forgot. Oh, man, right. don't get me started. They got a great write-up in the Inquirer about how they're persevering with their 16 players, and they neglected to say they dropped the whole league schedule. Real brave. Well, you know, if, if, if Fisher hadn't hustled on that, they'd be back a lot further than this. 
he 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 pulled out a lot of yards in a crowded field. Yeah, he kind of ping ponged off of two defenders and one offensive lineman, and then he somehow wove his way forward. But again, after the penalty, it's going to be first and twenty-one back on the Eagle forty-one. They were all the way down to their to the Holy Cross thirty-eight. So now they're going to give the ball to Jet Sweep to Eames around the left side. He found the crease to the 50, to the 45, to the 40. He's going to get pushed out of bounds about the 35-yard line. And there's the speed we've been talking about all year. Great pickup. If anybody else other than Jeremiah Hicks there do everything, a guy was at safety. Ames is still running. Uh, Hicks took a good angle from safety to push him out after a first down. So it's a gain of, what, 22 yards, and this is right where we were before the penalty, but that's a great play by the safety to ball hawk down Ames because that's, that's a good runner. Yeah, he didn't slow down at all. He ran that all the way through, got a lot of extra yards, just out of pure raw speed and energy and push. Unbelievable that we still have a minute 55 in this first quarter. All right, they're going to give the ball back to Ames. He's going to break it to the right side this time around the corner. To the 30, to the 26. Gets pushed well out of bounds. But he stayed on his feet, so no flag. That's going to move the six again. First down, Eagle. Keon Grody is 25 yards downfield blocking his blocking his cornerback. Those are the things that you don't see. If you, if you don't know what you're looking at, you can't pick it up. But wide receivers blocking downfield is such a make or break when you're running the ball. So great job, number two. Keon Grody doing the job tonight. All right, back to the line of scrimmage. Two receivers left, Metzler alone on the right, Ames to the left of Cole. Now they're going to move Herman from the right side to the left, overload on that left side, drops back, looking, looking. Now he gets flushed out in a big sack, and a big boy fell on the quarterback. Number 85 from Holy Cross. Took him down. He's the big tight end that we'd mentioned. And uh, Luke Slusher goes at 215, a freshman. And he just did the uh, put all his body weight as he drove Cole to the ground. It's easy to look at that. I know that uh, Nathan Gibson was on the block there, but Cole Fisher just held the ball too long. That's a coverage sack. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to ask an offensive lineman to hold a block that long. Um, and if that dude's a freshman, holy cow for, for Holy Cross, and there's no way he's only 215. That's a big kid. <laughs> All right. Eagles back to the line. Cole drops back after the loss of six. Now a little screen pass to Ames. He's got blocking, and he follows it nicely to the 25, to the 20, puts a move to the 20, to the 10, and he broke ankles as he goes in for the touchdown. Ames scores again, and that was a 34-yard touchdown. Great little screen pass set up there by Cole Fisher. Yeah, Cole Fisher sold it really well. The offensive line blocked it well, but but on a play like that, Ames just made some plays. He had blocks downfield. It was just a well-executed play, and that's what you're looking for, Dean. You're looking for that precision. Ames did a nice job cutting back and leaping over a defender, bringing that all the way home for a score, and now the extra point is good. So thanks to the kickers for bringing in all the extra points tonight, too. All right, so with 46.8 left in the first quarter, Eagles up 28-6. to And if you remember last year, 
in Kentucky, as soon as you break the 35-point barrier at any point in the game, it's the running clock. Last year, it was right at the end of the first quarter, went to running clock. So, again, Eagles get out quickly against Holy Cross. Just a minute left, under a minute, 46-plus seconds. Eagles up 28-6. to So, Greg, have you been to games this year? Have you seen the Eagles at all, or is this your first time this year? This is my first game this year. It's great to be back and see the team in action. I'm I'm smelling those hot dogs down there in that student section grill. Uh, They've really, you know, upped their game here since my kids were in school with with all the food and the the fathead signs. It's really an exciting event to come to a CHCA football game. Yeah, you all have been here a while. You've seen the transformation of kind of the student spirit with the Eagles nest with the shift in this stadium and getting the pep band back into the student body section has been big about adding spirit to the crowd. Yeah, that's been fun. They did do, they had the shift of the pep band when my son was here. So I always enjoyed seeing that. The band spirit really brings the spirit of the crowd up. Everybody really loves having them around. All right, kickoff goes about the 15 to Hicks. Hicks is going to come around to the left side. He's got blocking. He's down the sideline and he steps out at the 40. Three, Keyshawn Walker, the freshman, gets in, knocks him out of bounds. Got all the way to the 48, but uh, thankfully stepped out at the 43. Still on his feet. He was looking to cut back when he got stopped. That's the first Keyshawn Walker sighting, and I'm telling you what, I am excited about that freshman. That kid has a chance to be really good. He's built like a tank, and as as a fullback, he has a chance to be really special. He's a Great kid. I'm, I'm excited to see him out here getting some time onto the Friday night lights. All right, so Holy Cross down by 22, come to the line of scrimmage. Good field position starting at the 43-yard line. Eagles in that three, three-man front. Quarterback drops back looking. He throws out in the flat, and he gets hit immediately back at the 40-yard line. Grody steps up, makes the tackle. And that could be the end of the first quarter. I don't think they're going to get off a play. Keon's having a day. He got dinged up right there. It looks like he might have a stinger. He hit him with the shoulder, and he came up, and he's kind of moving that arm like, man, something's goofy. But that'll, that'll pass. He's having a great – that's his first tackle. I think maybe he has one catch, and he's been my player of the, game, of the, of the first quarter. He's been, he's been that good on all the things that don't show up in the scorebook. End of the first quarter. 28 to 6. Great start for the Eagles. A great crowd out here tonight. In the student section, the adult part's a little iffy. That's because everybody's at home because they heard Greg Simpson is going to be on the broadcast this week. That's right. You never will know what you're going to hear when you hear Greg on the broadcast. <laughs> And so now you got Sam Hoyer directing the band. It's the band, it's the choir, they're singing down here. Come on, join in, everybody. Hey, baby, which has become one of the fan favorites. Cheerleaders with choreography to go with it. It's all going on tonight. Eagles are in their gray tops. I think technically that's called charcoal. With the purple pants, walking back and forth in their seats to that music. Luke Stringer and Sam Hoyer. Great job, guys. Thank you. All right, so we'll switch sides of the field. 
Holy Cross now is going to be going from left to right, north to south. Adam Cool, the scoreboard director, made a cola run. Back to the line comes Holy Cross. Expect we start seeing some of the younger guys in there as this game progresses, give them a little bit of varsity experience. But for now, it looks like a lot of the starters are still there. Quarterback, empty backfield, drops straight back. Pressure's coming. He's on the run. He throws down the field. And the ball's out of bounds. Over there on coverage. Bauer was there. Tried to go around that guy and get a hand on the ball, but probably about five yards out of bounds. It's going to bring up third down and 12. That was almost a sack. He just got that ball off in the nick of time or he would have been down and out. All right, so back to the line of scrimmage at the 41-yard line. The cheerleaders are over here firing up the adults, doing some new routines. Let's hear it for the CHCA cheerleaders. They're doing a nice job tonight, just like the band, keeping the spirit high. All right, quarterback's going to keep the ball. He's going to start to his left, but then he's going to fade back towards his right, looking for somewhere to go, and he's going to end up out of bounds. That's going to bring up fourth down and about 11. All right, so Herman and Ames are going to go back to, to receive this punt. Herman's going to be standing in the middle of the field at 25. Ames is going to be to the left, about the same distance back. Decent snap this time, but a good rush. Ball's punted high in the air, and it's going to take an eagle bounce. It's going to bounce forward from about the 35 out to the 38, and the Eagles will start its next drive, first and 10 at the 38. So Holy Cross is coached by Bruce Kazerski, who's a former Bengal. And I'm looking at their roster. They have five seniors. So this is a really young team. And I tell you, they're doing a lot of good things. They just lack a little bit of the seasoning and the size. They're about three or four players away, a couple linemen and like a, a skill guy from being pretty dangerous. So with this team being so young, I would not be surprised to see Bruce Kuzerski have this team in the next couple years to be competitive back to where they, they expect to be. But this is just a team that's young and undersized, uh, especially uh, after we played Indian Hill in Wyoming. It's just kind of a different level. But, but Holy Cross, it's, it's looking good for their future. All right. Play action. They're going to throw that little wide receiver screen again out to Jossworth, who they got him by the ankles at the 42, or he would have run for a long time. Oh, Jacob Herman. Jacob Herman was the lead blocker. He was doing the, the grody roll, and the cornerback just got off of Herman's block. And if he doesn't make a shoestring, t- shoestring tackle, there's no one within 20 yards of the, of the wide receiver who got the screen pass and it's a touchdown, but it's a great tackle by that cornerback out there in space. All right, two receivers to the left, single to the right. They're going to hand this ball off. A little jump jump move for Ames, tries to make space in the middle. He's going to pick up maybe two, three yards. That's going to bring up about a third down and five. Looks like number 75 from Holy Cross is there to plug that hole. Third down and five. I think we're going to have to – try that one again. All right. 
you know, the sticks and the ball don't – okay, now they line up. Eagles are going to come to the line. Third and five, 1041 in the half. Two receivers left, single right. Aims to the right of Cole. Cole looking across the defense. Takes the snap. Fakes the handoff. He's going to throw the ball down the left side. Oh! And he had Jacob Herman, the little brother of Julian, had the ball, hit him in the hands down at the 22. Couldn't pull that one in. You couldn't have you Cole could not have run that ball the 35 yards and handed it to the receiver. Jacob, God love him. He those those eyes went up. The ball hit him right in the hands and he started getting excited. That's what you get when you're when you're playing varsity football and you're a young guy like that. He'll use that as a learning experience. But uh, man, that was a well thrown ball by Cole Fisher. Coach Justin Jones, alumni. Over there coaching him up on the sideline. Cole with a good punt. That's going to go in the air. Hit at the 30. Going to take an eagle roll. That's going to go inside the 20 all the way down. Actually, that hit just outside the 20. Going to roll down to the 11. That's a great punt for Cole. As as Jacob Herman's coming off the field, Coach Jones has his arms spread like, what happened there? And then as he came over, he gives him a big hug, and he starts talking to him and then starts showing him some positioning about where he should have had his hands. So you love to see that. The alum who knows what it's like, those first big nights out on the field, he knows he doesn't need to be told he should have caught the ball. No. So coaching him up. Yeah, you know, no one feels worse than the guy who just who, who drops the football, and, you know, everyone sees it. You just got to give him some love and some encouragement because he knows, and, and you know what? It's a learning experience. All right, first and 10 at the 11-yard line. Quick pass out, but they're going to short hop that in, incomplete, and a, and a flag down on the field. Yeah, not sure what that flag's for, Dean. Have to wait and see what that one's about. Thrown in the secondary, but no defender close to it. They're going to call an illegal man downfield, so we've seen a couple of those tonight. So, let's see if the Eagles are going to accept that. You know, as an old linebacker, I love that call because you're taught to read that offensive line. And when those sneaky offensive linemen start coming downfield and make you think it's a run and then they throw the ball and there's no call, you lose your mind because that's your key. So, I love that they're calling a legal man downfield because that keeps the offense honest. It allows the defensive players to read their keys, do their job. And uh, they didn't do that a whole lot back in the day, Dean. I, I, uh, I got – Angry often that that call wasn't made, so it makes this line, old linebacker's heart happy. Something tells me you talk to a lot of officials about it. <laughs> I'm just guessing, but I could imagine that. Remembering you from high school, I bet there was a lot of conversations <laughs> with the official about that. I can tell you, I learned in the middle of the game that um, that pass interference in, in high school is not determined whether the ball is catchable or not. I had a rather um, passionate discussion with a with an official about how a ball was not catchable and his call was not ideal and that's when he he schooled me on the fact that that's not a rule in high school football and put me in my place a little bit they say mr leland you're not in the nfl yet shockingly shockingly i did not make it (laughs) all right holy cross is in a tough spot with their backs up against the goal line here down on the seven yard line so they're going to have to try to Try to get themselves out of that hole. They're going to have to. It's going to be a tough spot, and their and their kicking game's not been great tonight. So it could be 
you know, they want to they want to get some yards on this ball before they have to punt. That's a good call because the way it's been going, their kicking game, the Eagles could expect to have the ball inside the 30. So they're going to go empty backfields, spread receivers. They're going to fake the jet sweep. Quarterback's going to keep the ball, spins out of one tackle, stays on his feet. But, again, the Eagles string it out nicely and maybe a loss of a yard back to the line of scrimmage at best. Wilkowski makes the tackle. Pierce Kenimer is the defensive end on the right side. Now, he missed a tackle, so don't, don't, it, it wasn't a perfect play because he, he did an arm tackle that was spun out. But he did his job, which is to extend the play, extend that, contain the side, and make the quarterback run so- toward the sideline as opposed to cutting upfield. So here's Kenimer with a great, uh, with a nice play there. Just make the tackle wrap up. I'm just in shock that we're in a football game, Dean. The sky is gorgeous. There's these orange clouds. It's like 85 degrees or something. It's, it's, uh, I keep thinking we're at the beach or something <laughs> with the school building there, though. They're going to run this ball right up the middle. And Hicks is going to maybe pick up a couple. It's going to bring up third down in about 13. Phillips and Wilkowski with the tackle. So that's about the third or fourth Wilkowski tackle and about the third or fourth Phillips tackle. And, uh, you know, you're counting a lot on those juniors. And they're, uh, they're delivering tonight. Wilkowski is uh, recovering from that hand injury from last week, and he's, he's having a whale of a football game. And Mike Phillips, you know, we keep calling those numbers. We call Julian Herman, Phillips, Wilkowski, DJ Ames. You know, we're going to see a lot of the young guys tonight. We're going to call a lot of uh, numbers that we're not used to here, Dean, but it's great to hear the, the leaders, the upperclassmen, really leading the way. All right, rolling out to his right, the quarterback on the move, looking downfield. Now he throws it back across his body. Colby Tony was there. Are they going to call it a reception? I think they are at the 15. Fourth and 12. They're bringing in the kicking team. All right, it's going to be incomplete. Colby Tony was there on the coverage. Ames and Herman are going to go back. They're going to be standing just inside their 40. They're going to back up to the 40, so Eagles should have great field position. You know what? We asked the question when when Holy Cross scored on that long play, how the Eagles would respond, and uh, they've put up two two touchdowns and uh, a couple defensive stops, and I don't think they've gotten a first down since. So it looks like we've been answered. They they faced some adversity and did a great job. Okay, the ball bounced at the 38. It's fielded at the 48, and Julian – no, said Julian takes it all the way down to the 30 – is where they're going to be tackled down. So the Eagles, 36-yard line of Holy Cross with 8.06 left in the first half. Did you notice that the pep band plays the same songs that when we were in high school, Dean? Did you ever, did you ever notice the songs are exactly the same? Hey, baby's the only one they've worked in that I think I didn't hear when I was in high school. That's right, that's right. So, yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of the same tunes on replay. But it makes it feel nostalgic. It does. It's fun. Brings back some good memories. The CHCA now nearing celebrating its 30th year, starting to develop some of that tradition, some of those kind of memories for alumni coming back or alumni I get to share the booth with. So Cole is going to quit, throw the wide receiver screen again out to Metzler to the 30. He gets stood up and driven backwards. But a nice first down play is going to pick up seven. Well, score update, it looks like uh, Roger Bacon and uh, Archer and uh, Alter are tied at 14. 
As you know, or as you may not know, uh, Roger Bacon and Purcell Marion are set to join the Miami Valley Conference next year from the GCL co-ed division. And so uh, keeping an eye on our soon-to-be conference brethren as they play the Dayton GCL Power, the Alter Knights. So give me some great additions to this conference, especially for football, will be helpful for the Eagles. All right, Eagles are going to go trips to the right. Going to hand the ball off to Ames. They're going to throw a flag. I think a receiver might have moved. Oh, actually, offense, uh, defensive offsides out there. So what it is, they were in a, they were in a no safety. All the, all the linebackers were blitzing, and they were in bump and run coverage. So they're, they're, they, we had trips to the right. The middle receiver's cornerback came up and was bumping him so close that he actually was across the line of scrimmage when the ball was snapped. So uh, free five yards. And the free five yards gives the Eagles the first down. So it's going to be first and 10 at the 25-yard line. It's a good it's, – uh, we're up – it's seven, only seven minutes left it, already. It's this, this quarter is going faster than the last one, 28-6. All right, hands the ball off. The, no, Cole keeps it himself. And nobody's going to catch Cole. He's going to go untouched from the 25-yard line. Cole Fisher touchdown. On the, he just faked the handoff to Ames, broke to his right through a hole, and they literally never touched him for the touchdown. Yeah, he was he was unfazed. Nice uh, nice play, nice running, good score by the CHCA Eagles. All right, thirty-one six, or sorry, thirty-four to six, and. Waiting for Jacob Herman to get out on the end of the line there. The hold is down. Up. The kick is good. And the ball boy made the catch. Look at that ball boy down there. Old Abe Nicholas. Um, This is where, you know, things could get sloppy from here. And we might get some penalties or have to call some timeouts. Just so if you're wondering why with a big lead – it might seem sloppy. This is a hard time as a coach when you're trying to rotate young guys in positions that may not necessarily be in specific positions. Like, for example, we just saw Jacob Herman running out there to play wing on the PAT. He normally doesn't play there. So as a coach, now you're mixing and matching and putting people places. You're bound to miss one here and there. So we might have to call a timeout. We may not have enough men on the field from here on out, but it's, it's not because of a lack of discipline or because of taking focus off. It's about this is going to be a hard time for coaches to kind of rotate through guys and get guys in, in places where they want to see a look. And they're not excited about the score, people. I think Lauren Myers just got asked to homecoming during a cheer. It appears Logan Wilson asked her to homecoming and got a yes. Cheer me up at homecoming is what the sign said. A lot happening at this game, folks. A lot happening. All right, so the Eagles have it teed up. All right, Phillips. Boots the ball deep. It's going to bounce at the 18. It's going to be picked up at the 13. Clinton puts a couple great moves. But then Ames shoves him out of bounds at the 20, 
27-yard line. Holy Cross will start there with 6.47 left. Fans pumping up the crowd. we got the percussion section going wild on that. And uh, trombones helping out. It's been a good game. All right. All right. All right, if you're just joining us, Eagles up 35-6, 6.47 left in the first half on a beautiful but warm, humid night here at Linder Field at Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy. Eagles up on the Indians of Holy Cross. Quarterback takes a snap. He's rolling to his right. He stops, throws, intercepted. What a great play. Adam Bauer with a great pick up over his head, pulled it down, and he's going to run that back to about the 37-yard line. And the Eagles are back in business on offense. That was a great catch. That ball had a lot of momentum. He had to reach up, pull it back in from over his head. It was a great interception, great play by the CHBA Eagles. Yeah, Greg, I was about to say that same thing. You Normally, if a, if, a, if a safety or corner picks off a ball, in high school football, it's thrown right at him, right? He had to go up and, and pull that from way over his head. It was just like you said, that was awesome. Quarterback had the receiver on the sideline. He just overthrew him. And Bauer, who was keeping that play in front of him, went up the ladder to pull it in. So great play by Bauer, who's now out there as a wide receiver. And with those hands, we see why. So let's see what happens here. So Bauer's all by himself to the right. Got a full backfield here. Got Josworth to the left. Sorry, Metzler to the left. Wilkowski was an H-back. I think they got him for moving early. Cole's on the move. Cole's looking. Cole's throwing deep to the end zone. And the ball was caught. Touchdown. Bauer comes right back. But I think the flag is going to bring it back. I think Wilkowski might have cut up the field a little bit early. He did. He was in motion and moved forward. And so it's an illegal shift. But let's not. if you have access to film, watch this throw. And watch this catch. Holy smoke, that is a beautiful thing to watch. And uh, it's, it's a bummer it's coming back from penalty uh, on this penalty here. That penalty had nothing to do with how the play was run. My goodness, what a throw and just as great of a catch in the back of the end zone over the defender getting a foot down. That's a sophomore, ladies and gentlemen. The power catch was almost the same catch he made on the interception. He made on the opposite side of the field in the back of the end zone over a defender. And that quarterback had to run around to get into position to make that throw. So he was doing that on the run, evading the defense. Great, great play by the CHA Eagles. That's exciting to think. That's one of our wide receivers in the future. Tell you what, Cole Fisher is, is every bit as good as advertised. And, uh, you know, I know we're losing some of the receivers after this year to graduation. It's, it's great to see these sophomores, QB juniors next year, the, we, we never rebuild. We just reload, Dean. Let me mention that in a second because we're coming back to the line of scrimmage. Again, it looks like the same setup, but this time they're going to hand the ball off to Ames right up the middle. And Ames with a burst of speed, and somebody kept a hand on him to pull him down right at about the first down marker. I think he gets 10. If you think of these young Eagle receivers, or 15 rather, you have Ian Sockill, a sophomore, 
You have Jossworth, a sophomore, Grody, a junior, and now Bauer as a sophomore. That's impressive. When Ames has all that momentum and speed, it takes more than one guy to bring him down. Here he goes on cue, right back up the middle again, and he's going to pick up about 12 yards. We know his breakaway speed, but the power right there carries a couple defenders with him. They're going to move the six, and the Eagles are all the way down to the 15-yard line. All right, back to the line. Bauer spread out to the right. Metzler to the left. Let's see if they look to get Bauer the ball again. He's all on his own, one-on-one. Wachowski goes in motion, and they're going to run the jet sweep to Abe who blows through a guy, and Abe takes it in for the touchdown from the 15, and that's going to put us at 41 with an extra point coming. That was awesome. D.J. Ames gets the jet sweep, and there are three guys waiting for him around the side right where he's supposed to cut. But D.J. Ames is a, is a football player, and he puts his foot in the ground and splits the defenders. They barely had time to set. They were waiting for him, and he made a football move, makes a cut, cuts right between them, and goes basically untouched for a touchdown. And it looked like that was going to be a gain of about two, and it was beautiful. Kick is up. Kick is good, and Eagles go up 42 to 6, and the route is on. Yeah, I think so. I think they're going to have to start mixing up out there to, to slow it down. Or they're, it's, it's, The Eagles are running away with this game now. Some great plays. Ames has really been in motion. A lot of power from Ames, and, and some really great throws by our quarterback as well. Kicking team's been cleaning up all the extra points. Good punch. It's a uh, good kickoff. It's been, it's been a good game. All right. So, with 538 left to go in this first half, Eagles with a commanding lead and everything going their way. Love to hear if you're out there. If you're listening in, why don't you send us a text? We're at 513-283-3385. 513-283-3385. Love to hear from you. All right. They got the ball queued up. Phillips kicks a squib kick, bounces it off and up, man, at the 25. And chase him across the field. He's going to go from his left to right. He's going to get out to about that 32-yard line. But what they did is they kept it out of the hands of the big offensive weapons. And so they're going to take this drive over starting at the 33. The band has been playing some great songs, some great music. The cheerleaders are coming out for another cheer. Teams are lining up. I think we've got a good – it's 42-6. I think people are feeling pretty good so far, but the team is not letting up. They're going to keep powering through this. All right, so looking out there, I still think we have most of our starters – All right, quarterback drops the snap, but he picks it up and he tries to scramble forward. He's going to pick up about 
maybe three yards on the play. Another problematic snap. Bryant and Jossworth in on the tackle. Uh, actually, they're going to – well, yeah, they're going to make it second down and eight. And we got more Simpsons up in the booth. Got Jason up here. We're going to have to talk to him a little bit later. All right, they're going to call it second down and eight. Seven, actually. All right, back to the line of scrimmage. Two receivers to the right. Going to hand up, fake the jet sweep. Quarterback's going to keep the ball and head forward. And he's going to pick up about six yards. Going to bring up a big third down and two. Holy Cross wants to stay on the field and keep this Eagle offense off the field. The cheerleaders are showing off their athleticism with some backflips down here on the track. Entertaining the crowd. Third down and one. Yeah, that was about a double backflip. We don't want to try that at home. To the line. Going to go empty backfield. Now they're going to put the one back in motion. The quarterback's going to run that same fake jet sweep. Going to cut up field. I think he's going to get the first down on the third and short. He is, and that's a good play. They're doing the, uh, you know, they're running that jet sweep, and this was a quarterback counter. So they're showing the, the jet sweep to the right, and they're pulling that right guard to the left and running a counter to the, with the quarterback. And uh, it's just about numbers. When you pull that guard, now you're out fast. You're outnumbering the defenders on that side of the ball, and that's just enough to get three or four yards. It was a great play by Holy Cross. And, uh, you know, Eagles with three minutes uh, and count, three and a half minutes in, uh, left in the half, let's keep them off the board. All right, back to the line. Trips left, single right. Again, this time they give the jet sweep. But again, cuts it up quickly, and he's going to pick up about two yards on the play. Not a lot there for Holy Cross. Eric Parker and Julian Herman there on the tackle. They're going to be punting in a couple unless they take, go for a bigger play. They can't, they, they're not going to survive two yards at a time in this, against the Eagles. They're going to have to pull out some, 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 all the stops to try to get a first down here. Yeah, that play is not fooling the Eagles. It's only the athleticism of the quarterback that's making guys miss. So when he hands the ball off, they tend not to get very much yardage. All right, again, same formation. They're going to run the exact same thing. They're going to fake the jet sweep, and the quarterback's going to keep it. And this time the Eagles are ready for it and maybe pick up a yard. But the Eagles have seen that play enough. Yeah, you know, but they haven't really stopped it. They, they got it for maybe a yard there. They didn't pull the guard that time. It just went backside, and the Eagles were not outnumbered that time and made the play. Um, you know, this is great. We got a lot of starters out there. We're going to start rotating these younger guys in here, and it's all about doing your job when you get an opportunity here. That was a tackle by both the best boys in on that one, Justin and Andrew, the best sandwich. Sophomore class, man. That sophomore class has a chance to be pretty special. All right, same formation, same player in motion. This time he goes by the quarterback. Quarterback goes straight back, throws the pass broken up by Bauer. He seems to be everywhere all of a sudden. It's going to be incomplete. Is going to bring up a fourth down and seven. I think they have to go for it, Dean. They're too far back. They, can't, they don't have a kicking team. They have to go for the seven yards, try to get that first down in order to have any chance of keeping up here. CHA's all over them in this game. We'll see. It looks, but looks like they're going to try to punt it. I don't know. 
I think they need to take bigger risks if they want to have any chance of scoring again here. Yeah, really, at this point, what difference did the Eagles give it to get it at midfield or get it at the 30-yard line? We still have plenty of time with three, with, uh, three timeouts and over two minutes left before half, so I don't know about this one. A high snap, and oh, and Eric Parker almost got the block. Ball's going to hit at the 33, 35-yard line, bounce out at the Eagle 37. Parker almost blocked a punt. And to your point, that's about a 10, 15-yard difference if they'd gone for it and didn't get a yard. Yeah. Um, Eric Parker needs to lay out for that one. He just put his hands up. He's not falling up to block that punt, just running. You got to lay out for that one. Put your put your uh, hands right where the ball's going to be off the punter's foot, and uh, that'll be a, a coaching point in the film session. Well, I will say, Eric Parker has the sprained arm they thought might have been broken, oh. but playing through it anyway. So they probably told him not to lay out. In this I will. I will. I will retract my my coaching point since I didn't have that knowledge. You don't want your starting end in a thirty-six point win or a, a game right now getting hurt. And here goes Ames. Hand off to Ames. Comes around the corner, and DJ Ames is going to go from the thirty-seven all the way down to the Holy Cross forty. So that's a pickup of about twenty-four. It's going to bring up first down and 10, minute 49 left. Eagles last year beat this Holy Cross team 48-6, to and we are 40 yards away from that exact score right now. Eagles are 40 yards away from the score that we ended with last year, 48-6. to All right, a little confusion in the backfield, and... Actually, Colin Ames, the freshman brother of DJ, is in at quarterback, and Jackson White was in at the running back. Two freshmen, and it just looked like it was a little confusion. We're going to see this. They're putting in a, they're being put in a position against them in, in a time that they're not usually used to it, so they'll be growing pains. But this is invaluable experience for these guys. Awesome. All right, so you got Mueller. Bauer, Jacob Herman in as receivers now. And they hand the ball off to Jackson White, who is going to maybe get back to the line of scrimmage on that play. Going to bring up a third down and 11. We're inside a minute in the first half. So almost here at halftime. What's going on at halftime, Dean? Do we have, a, we have any uh, insight into the halftime activities? You're going to be the entertainment. So, yeah, you're going to be the entertainment. Wow. I thought we were going to go get food or so something. So you got to start thinking up your material oh, now. The flag twirl, the, the, the baton twirls down there, you got to go start practicing for the fans. Colin Ames keeps the ball on the quarterback keeper, and he's going to take it all the way down to the 19. So a first down, 22.2 seconds. See if the Eagles get one more playoff here. They're trying. They're trying to put another score on the board in the last 22 seconds of the half just to put some icing on the cake. And he's going to keep the ball again, and he's going to plow forward. He's going to get down to about the 15, and that's going to take us to halftime. The Eagles are going to go in 
with a commanding 42 to 6 lead. Brings us to the end of the first half, ladies and gentlemen. With one more left to play, stay in your seat. And so here go the Eagles back to the locker room in a really good first half. Chad, anything surprise you from what you've seen here so far? Um, no, and that's really good because I, I expected after uh, – I didn't know what to expect after kind of getting licked the last few weeks with, with again, Wyoming and Indian Hill are really talented. How are we going to come out against a team that we should have the advantage over? Are we going to come out – were we going to be uh, – are we going to be sharp or are we going to be sloppy? Those are really good half. We took our advantage in our size and our skill positions and in our ability and and where we are, and we executed really well short of one broken play that they ran for 70 yards and a touchdown. It's been a perfect pass. All right, and right now they are talking about the huddle up for Hope. The charity started by CHC alumni Dan Stacy from when he was senior. And now, Wyatt and Ainsley Dreggy have taken up this program. And they have been working to fight melanoma through raising funds for research and for helping families who have suffered loss. Dan Stacy lost his father to melanoma became something he really cared about. As a senior football player, he started up the Huddle Up for Hope movement, created T-shirts. If I recall, raised over $10,000 that year. So new Huddle Up for Hope shirts were created this year. And it's been a cool thing all week on campus, selling T-shirts, baked goods, all kinds of foods in the common. Cheerleaders are coming out for a routine. Now we're going to talk to some Simpsons when this is over and the music quiets down. Announcers. Jason's up here. Karen's up here. If you've been around CHC at all over the last decade and a half, you've known the Simpson family in all different kind of ways. So let's get a little bit of an update. I know there's people out there listening. 
Tell us a little bit about when your family got involved at CHCA and what brought you into this community in the first place. We were really blessed to, to pick a house in Cincinnati that was close to CHCA. We originally came in here, started leveling schools. We heard about CHCA from some neighbors, went over, saw the school, fell in love with the, with the teachers, the faculty, the mission, the vision of the school, and we're fortunate enough to get in on a waiting list and, and, and get, get the opportunity to join. Our kids were in, uh, what, second and fourth grade, I think, and uh, so – and, and loved every minute of our time here. Really been blessed with the school and the fact that it gives us a history and a place to come back to and, and really stay connected with. All right, so we have Jason here. So Jason fits that whole CHCA whole person because you were involved in just everything I could think of from academics, athletics, fine art. Talk about your experience at CHCA. And what are some of the memories that you think of when you think about the CHCA was amazing. Uh, I started in second grade back in 04, and uh, I was involved with uh, the pep bands, and I played tennis, and uh, I was in NHS and Mu Alpha Theta, and I just loved getting to know all my classmates and everything. And you can tell, like, so many people overlap in everything because CHCA teach you, teaches you to be such a well-rounded person and individual, and so it's just it's really helped me. And, Going into college, it really prepared me for that experience as well. And I just graduated in spring, and I definitely it's good to be back. And will always think fondly of this place. And I hear a business uh, startup is is part of what you're working on now. You want to talk a little bit about what you're working on? Uh, yeah, so I'm a user experience designer. I had a thematic sequence in accounting in uh, college, and so I was just trying to kind of get the groundwork of a business started with uh, two other friends of mine and. Uh, we're really passionate about the entertainment industry and uh, making that a little bit more achievable with the industry standards design provided to uh, creatives and individuals out there. So it's been an exciting thing to work on, and I absolutely love design and the entertainment industry. So something I'm really passionate about, and it's awesome. Great. Thank you very much. And, Karen, you've done all kinds of things around CHCA. You're someone I think a lot of people probably look, see your face and think, oh, that lady works there. Because over the years, you've been a big part of CHC as well. What are some of the things that stand out for you as you think about your time both serving and participating as a parent and other kinds of things you are doing in this community as well? Well, one of my favorite things is the principal study, which you never outgrow. I still go to it on a regular basis. Um, that is a great way to learn what the kids are learning. Um, while the kids were there, one of my favorite things was SOS. Uh, all the service, I got to go on some trips to Nashville and to Mexico, and I just love being able to get engaged with the service and getting to know so many of the kids that way. And, you know, now that my kids have graduated, I mean, my oldest has been out six years already, and, I mean, I was thrilled to see how well they were academically prepared, but I've been even more thrilled to see that, the friends they made at CHCA are still their closest friends, that those have been lasting bonds. You know, they have a faith that binds them, and they've just had a closeness that, that is just hard to replicate. And so it's just been a great lifelong thing for them. Uh, and I got a chance to see Bridget's this week. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what Bridget's all got going on? 
Well, you know, Bridget, she was an undergraduate English major, um, but she loves theology, and so she's getting her master's in theology now and in Oxford, and, and she'd love to come back and teach, and she just, she loves, loves the HPA, just wants to continue to be a part of it. Chandra, I don't know if she's going to end up in the lit, in the English department or in the Christian studies, so we could do crossover. So one of my favorite memories of the Simpson family is when we were all in the Holy Land together, which we had, I think you were a freshman, or just finished your freshman year. You were about a foot and a half shorter then. Um, and, and it was the first time I saw the side of you or you were the song leader on the bus through to all three leading songs. What memories stick out from that trip? Is there a certain place or a certain thing that stick out? One of my big memories from that trip was the chance to sort of retell our, our, our vows and reaffirm our vows at uh, the church with uh, Pete Donzel officiating. And uh, it's just a spur of the moment thing. Here we are. Let's go, you know, go to the church and, and, and do our vows over again. That was a, a great memory for us. It was a church in Cana. So it was only about nine in the morning. There was no wine. But, <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was the only trip I've ever been on where that's happened. So I, that was a really neat moment. Anything else stick out? Yeah, I mean, it was not just beautiful and great to be in the company of people you knew, but there's spiritual significance to the beauty. And so you kind of, you, there's a lot to learn while you're there, not just kind of like taking the sights and move on. It's very different from any other trip that I feel like I've taken. And, uh, yeah, and my girlfriend and her family at the time was on that trip, which definitely was fun too, you know. And so the Dead Sea was also just an incredible experience. And, so, yeah, definitely a great memory. And Jason was baptized in the Jordan River on that trip, so that was really special. Um, you know, I just, I love being able to um, not only see all the places in the Holy Land, but to see the, the Christians who live there, the Palestinian Christians, the Israelis, and to see all the different, the, the challenges that are over there, but to see them through the face of people who are just, people like like me and my family and so that was really special i'm trying to remember was the trip you all were on were the cuchinadas on that trip as well not the one one of our trips and i can't remember if it was ours or theirs when we were doing the baptisms in the jordan river i found out later there is this bible documentary and when it's talking about the gospels and baptizing i'm on it with our group it somebody made a comment like i saw you in this movie and i'm like I looked up, it's like zoomed in on. We'll have to look. I can't remember who it was, whether it was. We'll have to look for that. It was, it was Mr. Salisbury also said, hey, you're in a Bible movie. So, well, it's been great having you guys up here. Great sharing uh, this night. But your all involvement and activity at CHCA played a big role in, in who we are as a school. Moving forward, I know all the countless hours, you as uh, president of the board, uh, a thankless job, but you spent plenty of years serving in that way and it's quite good to see some of the things you all were doing kind of what the school's becoming now yeah i mean the board experience was really great for me because it was a chance to really interact with a lot of different kinds of business leaders across cincinnati and really get to know a number of the entrepreneurs and different leaders of, uh, of the school and, and different partners and players and and get to know the school administration better and, and the staff better and really get to get tightly connected in a place that I felt I could serve and provide some leadership, uh, valuable leadership advice. Well, the school's grown a lot since then. The building campaign was as you are coming off, but you guys kind of pushed that forward. 
and now seeing some of the things around the school, uh, it's, it's a great place and thankful for what you all have done to kind of move that process forward. You know, it's amazing when you come and you see the greenhouses and you see the, the new additions and, and all the things, you know, it's, seems like just yesterday we were here with our kids and just since they've left there's been a lot of new great facilities new programs the robotics teams really off the charts so the opportunities here are really uh uh second to none and really a, a really great preparation not just for college but also for life with that spiritual connection where the the whole curriculum is christ-centered and helps you uh really live a life that's uh christ-centered well, thank you to all of you and for the role you guys have played and great to see you, Jason, and hopefully things continue going well and we'll be talking about your business one day up here. <laughs> hey, guys. Well, Chad, have they sent us any kind of stats or, or details? or? No, but let's make them up. I think CHC's rushed for 180 yards and thrown for another 150. Let's go with that. <laughs> An incredible offensive production by this team so far. Um, the key coming out of this game, though, after, as we said earlier, we have such a big game on the road next week. The key is keeping everybody healthy moving forward. So do you think, do you think we see starters for a series, or do you think it's JV from here on out? Well, I don't – every coach is a little bit different, and we have not been in this scenario this year with this team um, where we've had such a large lead at halftime. So I don't know how Mark, uh, Coach Mueller is going to deal with it. But, but here's what we're looking at, Dean. CHCA right now has on their calendar – let's chalk this one up for a win. I don't know if we're going to blow a 36-point lead or whatever it is right now. We have Trimble next week followed by one in, uh, a North College Hill team that's 1-3. They won yesterday. A, a Summit Country Day team that's not as good as they've been. Norwood, who's 0-3, and the Miami Valley Christian Academy, who's 3-0 now, but they haven't played anybody, so they'll probably be 4-5 or 3-6 by the time we play them. There's not a lot of opportunity to pick up any quality wins other than Gloucester Trimble, who is 3-0, but they're a D7 school. And I know Chaxfield talked about this last week on the broadcast, but according to Fantastic50.net, which is it's a Worcester College guy, a Worcester College professor, who has crunched the numbers on the Ohio High School Athletic Association playoff numbers called the Harbin Rankings, he has a really cool site. It's fantastic50.net. If you're ever interested in looking up anything on any school in the state of Ohio in any division, it goes into serious statistical analysis. To the point, here's how this goes. If CHCA finishes with seven wins, that means they win next week at Trimble, and we finish 7-2. and two. If we finish 7-2, and two, we have an 85% chance to make the playoffs, and we're projected to be the number seven seed we would probably play either Madison or Portsmouth West in the first round. If we lose and we end up with six wins, okay. losing okay. to Trimble next week, our, our odds drop, drop to a 14% chance to make the playoffs. So there, it is very rare that you have a mid-season matchup that has that drastic of an implication. Every game from here on out essentially is a playoff game for CHCA. And next week is the humdinger. It's Gloucester Trimble. It's over by Athens, about two and a half hours away. We're traveling there, and we have, you know, this is an open date. Last year we didn't have a game on this date in week five. We looked all across the state for a game. Trimble said, hey, we're game. We'll play you. 
So we're traveling all the way out there to play. Um, they're a really good football program. They remind me of what we were about six, seven years ago when we were still D6. We were a small school. Bigger schools would come in and say, oh, we're just going to run this small school off the field, and we'd punch them in the mouth. So I haven't seen film on them yet this year. We're going to get the film coming up here um, as we prepare for them. But, uh, you know, historically over the last few years, they've been a playoff team. They win, you know, a game two or three in the playoffs. Uh, the small school division, we've never played them. We have no idea what to expect. But, Dean, as we kind of shift focus with the 42-6 to six lead here, and we're going to play out the second half, the entire focus of the season for this next week for all of these Eagle football players has to be about we have to beat Trimble because there's nobody else on the schedule short of a Summit Country Day uh, that could really even challenge us, in my humble opinion. Our team is pretty good. It's just tough that we had both Wyoming and Indian Hill on the schedule. If we scheduled one of them and had another game against a not, not a big CHL powerhouse, uh, we'd be sitting a lot prettier. But that will get us ready for the playoffs, provided we beat Trimble next week. But I can't underscore how important it is. This second half is about getting, getting young guys reps and not letting anybody get hurt, because next week it's for all the, all the bacon. And I talked with Eric Taylor some this week. He has been scouring the state and beyond, making phone calls all over the place, trying to get a game for that open week when we had CCD. Found a team with an opening, but he's been working trying to get a call. He can't hear back from him. Trying to fill that spot, but it does not look very promising. So, like you said, we're going to probably end up with a nine-game season. And – just makes it tough. Makes it tough. So next week's going to be key. We will be bringing it to you live uh, from Gloucester, which is just north of Athens. But according to Google Maps, two hours and 37 minutes from CHCA if you drive the speed limit. So two hours. So we'll do it in 240 just to be safe. I know how Chad drives. But if you can't make the trip, you got things going on. It's a, again, it's a Saturday night, not a Friday night. So if you got something going on, you can't make it. We will be bringing you that game. So expect to have a good audience, and uh, we'll bring you every play of it. So Greg, one half in. What do you think of announcing? Uh, this has been a great experience, Dean. Thanks for having me up here. I wish I knew a little bit more about football. That's not my specialty. My specialty is the technology, so I can tell you all about the technology we're using here tonight. But uh, I've really enjoyed the opportunity to, to have the best seats in the house up here and, and broadcast the game with the experts here on Blog Talk Radio. So let's talk technology for a second. So I'm on a Saturday morning one reading some national news story. And if you get to the bottom of a, you know, a story on the Internet, then you'll have all these other articles that might not be related to what you're reading with a picture. And there I see Greg Simpson's face with an article on the future of artificial intelligence. And so that's his specialty. So let's just ask, in the whole area of AI, what's coming? What for people like us? the regular people who are not in the tech world, what things would you guess we'll start seeing in everyday life, maybe over the next, say, five to ten years, that for the people like myself, seems like Jetsons, what are the things that we will start to see 
that will become normal in our regular daily lives. Yeah, the, the big emerging technologies are all about merging man with the machine. So on the input-output side, it's about voice technology to make it easier to get input to the computer and augmented reality to get information back out of that computer to you. And then the other technology is really called the Internet of Things, where we're trying to embed the computer basically in all the objects around you. So the big uh, thing that's going to happen over the next few years is the computer disappears, and you can just talk. And you don't have to yell at the Pringle scan in the corner that's your Alexa. You just talk. Your smoke, Alexa, your smoke detector overhead has Alexa built in. Here's those commands. It's a lot smarter. It's able to respond. It knows what's going on. It can help you uh, proactively and say, okay, it's going to snow. I'm going to add 30 minutes extra time for your, for your time between these two meetings because I know you're going through this area that's got bad weather. So it's really about being more predictive, helping you get automatic uh, updates to your daily life and make uh, you more productive in that way. All right, so you are such a benefit and blessing to the school when you are on the board by bringing insight and advice into the technology side of things as schools are grappling with how do we use technology well. Do you see major shifts coming in education because of the new technologies that are coming about? Yeah, I mean, the reality is everybody is sort of augmented already. We are already a little bit cyborgs in the sense that everybody carries a smartphone around. So you don't really need to memorize who won the 1927 World Series. Everybody now knows that with the press of a button, right? Yeah, there we go. Very good. So some people don't even have to look at their phone to know that. They just know right off the top of their head. So there's a, you know, there's a different type of demand. I think uh, we've got to make sure we don't lose the social interaction, some of the, some of the benefits of the Socratic method in education. We don't want to lose that simply because people get sucked into the electronic world. And I think uh, yeah, by helping the computer disappear with the Internet of Things and make it less intrusive in the environment can actually help education stay, you know, about communicating as a group and having the, 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 the discourse that's necessary to solve the complex questions that our that our country faces and the world faces. I'm excited to see how we all band together when the robots come against us as humanity bands together. That's right. <laughs> I, I was at a Learning in the Brain conference last year, Boston, Harvard, MIT, all the researchers, they were talking about how AI, right, has been machines can learn and can become more intelligent. They can, they're, they're, cognitive function increases they said but we realize that that's not enough like there's an emotional intelligence and how do we increase emotional intelligence so they were showing these machines that could help they were robots furry robots that look like something off sesame street that were helping kids who were learning english as a second language learn to read on ipads and the machine not only is taking the input of the student reading, but it's reading the micro expressions on their faces to know emotionally when to push, when to comfort, when to. And so you see these kids reading better than when they learning on their own or anything with the adults. You see these kids hugging the robots after. I'm like, this is, this is so scary because. It's like Terminator, except they don't even have to fight us. We, like, <laughs> welcome them in as they emotionally woo us. So, so let me put you on the spot. One last question. So your kids are grown. The iPhone, right, all that technology, 2009, the shift that happened in culture. 
if you had kids that were fourth grade, fifth grade, eighth grade, ninth grade now, as a person who's a technology specialist, what would you do in your household for rules around phones, computer games, Fortnite? Like, what, what, some people are saying we should get all this away from the kids. Others are saying just let them go. This is the world they live in. What would be your advice? You know, I think you have to have some limits. And iOS 12 that's coming out on the iPhones, for example, has time limits built into the system. It can tell you how long you've been using certain apps. So, so I think we've got to take advantage of the technology to monitor and control the technology. You, you should, I don't believe in taking it away entirely. You'll end up being lost because it is a world where technology is expected and used every day in all sorts of jobs today. So you need to be aware and educated on how to use it to the, to the best of your ability. But there need to be limits. You need to get outside. You need to do some physical exercise. You need to interact with people, talk to them, have social skills. Um, but you don't need to take it away entirely. I think the key is I think I would focus on leveraging software controls to drive time limits and have some smart ideas on how to keep things away. I like for younger kids, don't let them have their phones in their rooms. Charge them, charge them on the table downstairs. You know, have some limits on, on, so that they, they can use the technology, but they also have to put it away. And, and get out and do some other things. All right, game's starting, but I feel there's going to be a CHCA Parent Night Seminar where you're going to be the keynote speaker talking on this topic. That is good stuff. Thanks, Greg. As the father of a five-year-old kindergartner and she's obsessed with technology, I was wrapped listening with attention because that is the battle every day. How do you limit screen time? <laughs> All right, so kicked off. Eagles kicked off to... Holy Cross gets out to the 27. First pass is in. Uh, sorry, the 33. First pass incomplete. So second down and 10. We've been actually having as principals among schools where some schools are saying, get the, the phones away from kids at school. We've kind of taken a well, it's a device, and we've been having this ongoing conversation where there's all kinds of uh, need for no, new research and finding the right limits. Quarterback drops back and throws out in the flat, just dumps it off there, drilled out of bounds. Connor Bryan knocks him out of bounds. He's going to pick up about seven yards on that play. It's going to bring up a big third and three. There's a running clock this half because the Eagles are already over 30 points up on their opponent. So this half could go very quickly if Holy Cross does not score here. Yeah, it looks like the Eagles are coming out. they got a lot of young guys out here, which is great to see. got a couple of – it looks like Eric Parker's still out there, but he starts, but he's a young guy. He's a sophomore, so let's kind of get him some reps. Let's see how we react. Clock's running. We're going to get flying. We'll have to talk about the impending Buckeyes and uh, Badgers Big Ten Championship game, you know, two months down the line here, Dean. We'll get there. <laughs> Little flare pass out. Misses his receiver. Pierce Kenimer putting some pressure on. It's going to bring fourth down, and they're going to call it four. 10.07 left. Got the rake straws down in Florida for a baseball tournament, but they're listening in. Thanks for listening. Fun bringing you Eagles baseball. Uh, sorry, football. Fun bringing you baseball in the spring. I don't know that it's any more humid in Florida right now than it is right here. <laughs> yes. It's black and 82 degrees here in Cincinnati. Fourth and four, and they're going to go for it. Trips right. Quarterback drops straight back. Now he's rolling to his right. Big pressure coming. He sidesteps it. He's going to put a move, try to get around the corner. 
And Julian Herman makes a great play, stops him for a loss, and that's going to turn the ball over on down to the Eagles. They're going to have it first and 10 at the 38 of Holy Cross. That Holy Cross quarterback looked like he was thinking about lateraling that ball off there when he was getting taken down. He's lucky he didn't fumble the ball in that play. We've got our answer, too. We still have uh, Eric Parker out there, Julian Herman's out there, so it looks like perhaps they are doing the um, – uh, perhaps they are going to uh, put some of the starters out for a few uh, few series here in the second half. All right, back to the line of scrimmage. Once again, we got Luke Jackson handed off to Ames. Ames to go up the middle. Hey, the ball comes. He lateraled it with one hand while being tackled. He was Ames. This is backyard football. DJ Ames being tackled, one-handed lateral to his brother, who takes it around the corner all the way down to the 17-yard line, first and 10 for the Eagles. This is what I love about high school football. You see some really exciting plays. That lateral as going down to his brother is a great example, one of those plays that really gets the crowd on their feet and excited as the as Eagles continue to march down the field. All right. Cowan hands the ball up to Jack Wachowski. goes up the middle. Jack Wachowski takes the ball in for the end zone. Big touchdown for Jack Wachowski. And right there, the Eagles matched their score of last year, 48 to or 48 to six, coming on for the extra point. Mike Phillips. It was a beautiful run. Wilkowski took the ball, hit the hole, uh, put, put his foot in the ground, made one cut, and uh, and scored a great run. You know, the, the line blocking was there. The hole was there, but he put his head down, and it was, it was beautiful. I love watching it. Man, I remember these kids playing as 7th and 8th graders. And to watch them play on a Friday night under the lights, it never gets old, Dean. It never gets old. I remember them as snot-nosed 7th graders crying that I'm making them run another sprint and whining. And here, here they are scoring touchdowns, making big tackles here on a Friday night. And, uh, man, it just brings a lot of joy to this coach's heart. Coach Leland making it happen. All right, so we had oh, – yeah. yeah, quick note. Uh, the, the cheerleaders are no longer doing push-ups. <laughs> oh, but, but blog talk radio, we got the push-ups. We'll take over for the cheerleaders up here right now. All right, so as I was saying, Luke Jackson from Florida. Good to hear him. Great job, Thank you so much. Comes comes out to kick off. Again, more of the young guys. What's the story behind these camo pants? We see a lot of black and purple camo pants out here, Dean. You got any stories behind that? Yes, I do. Those are what we now refer to as the Don Relag pants. Andalus kicks off to the 12. Hicks is going to bring it out to the 30, to the 35. Gets knocked out. I think there's a ball loose on the ground. I'm not sure. Eagles are seeing their ball. No official signal yet. 
waiting to see. It is. DHCA ball. DHCA ball. I think it might have been recovered by. Let's see if we can get who recovered it. So the Eagles offense is going to take back over at the 38. So anyway, when CHCA math teacher and swim coach and part of the track and field team, Don Relag, was hired at CHCA, he quickly started demonstrating a huge level of school spirit, quickly wanted to know where he could get CHCA gear, and then he ordered something that I had never beheld black, white, and purple camo pants that became his regular Friday wear. So when I'm walking in the building and I see Relag in the purple camo pants, I know it's Friday. But we've begun to see more and more of the student body wearing the Relag pants, and I see at least three, four pair down there tonight. He should be getting royalties. And now the young guy's coming in, Luke Pantioli, here with 6.49 in the third. Gets his first carry. Pick up a two. That's another freshman in the ballgame. So we got the band. We got the cheerleaders. We got the math teachers. This is a whole school effort to win this football game. Everybody's out here cheering. Oh, oh play's underway. Another big run for Pantioli. Picks up about four. That's going to bring up about a third and five, third and four. Love watching Pantioli. I called him Pantalonis last year as, as an eighth grader. Freshman getting some carries here. Uh, got the heart the size of a lion. We're just hoping that the physique starts to, uh, starts to follow. But, again, freshman got plenty of time to grow. But I tell you what, if this kid's body starts to match that heart, he's going to be an all-star. All right, back to the line. High snap. But Colin somehow pulls it in. That was the baseball player right there. Pull that one down. and But because of it, never got the timing. Maybe half a yard is going to bring up a fourth down and five. Good extra effort to pull that uh, down and get that before uh, it got lost. It could have easily been a turnover there. All right. The young guy's looking over the sideline on fourth down, trying to see what the call's going to be. All right, they're coming up. They're going to go for this. They are at the 33-yard line. Colin takes the pitch. He's going to take it on his own to the left. He's out to the 30, down to the 27. That's a first down and a nice 10-yard scamper. First down, Eagles. Elijah hits number 75 on the tackle for the whole Elijah. First down, Cincinnati Hill. First down, the stick to move. Looks like they're getting in striking zone, Dean. I think we could uh, we could put some more points on the board down here on the 22. Yeah, we hadn't broken 50 yet this year. You remember back to the Coach Taylor days, he had that Wilkowski clause when he got up over 50. Mueller does not have that. We haven't seen as much of it. All right, they're going to hand the ball off to Pantioli. Starts left, and then he just gets wrapped up. Dropped for no gain on that play. Yeah, it looks like we have a lineman down. Nate Gibson, starting left tackle, is down. He's not moving. Hopefully he's okay, and it's just a 
praying for a Charlie horse or something. Hopefully he's doing okay. Pantioli got the football, planted his foot, and tried to get upfield and got uh, got wrapped up right in the hole. I am trying to see. Like they're looking at his knee. Like they might be checking his knee, checking his leg. They hate when they're looking at legs on linemen. Hopefully nothing serious, though. Left knee. Looking at his left knee. Eagles, this is what we said at halftime. Can ill afford an injury of any type. You want to come out of this one clean. We've talked all year about not a lot of size on this line. Gibson brings them some size. So hopefully this isn't serious. You're always glad, though, to have Joe Lucas out there. All right, they're helping him up to his feet. He's standing on his own two feet. Let's see if he's going to put weight on it. All right, he's going to walk off under his own power. That's a really good sign for the Eagles. Again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine and the Price Pop. And I would think if Mueller had any thoughts about getting some of those starters out of the game, that might be the that might be the linchpin. It, uh, yes, yes, got to stay healthy. Let's play freshman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you hate to see injuries in these high school kids. The, could affect him for a long time, so we want to try to try to keep him safe. All right. Back to the line of scrimmage, second down and ten. High snap, but they hand this one off to Pantioli, who had a better hole that time, and he squirts down to the 18-yard line for a gain of about four on that play. Pantalone has hit that hole, planted his foot, and got about four or five yards before getting tackled by the linebacker. Man, these reps I can't say it enough, Dean. These reps for these young guys pay dividends years down the road. And uh, Luke Pantioli's out there playing a big role right now, and he's having a blast. This is going to make his week. He looked like he was going to take off and fly there for a minute at the end of that play. play he was uh, really moving. Nice job. And how many of these varsity starters did we see start in moments like this getting reps in these kind of games? Collins going to keep it himself. He's going to cut through. He's all the way down to about the five-yard line. What a great run and a first down for the Eagles. The great run. Yeah, I tell you what, this uh, this Ames kid, what's the first name of the freshman? Colin. Colin Ames. For a freshman, this, he looks really good. He looks really good, and this is a lot of fun to see young talent at quarterback position because, you know, the way Cole runs, the way Cole sometimes take a beating – you're only one snap away from playing in a big game. And the thing about Colin, he's playing football just for fun. You should see this kid as a baseball player. Incredible athlete. All right. They hand the ball off. Pancioli is going to maybe go back a yard on that play. It's going to bring up 
second down and goal from the six. For those following along at home, Christian Yelich just hit his 29th home run in the season. Nobody cares about the Brewers, Dean. <laughs> Puts them up three to nothing in the first. So I know following the Reds, it's kind of rough being eliminated about three weeks ago. So if you're looking for pennant race excitement. Hey, when was the Brewers' last World Series championship? Maybe this year. All right, back to the line of scrimmage. I know Lynn Shank's out there listening, so she's got to be paying attention. Somewhere in a closet. Somewhere in a closet. All right, Herman's going to run the football, takes a hit. Eagles are moving backwards, lost a two on that play. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be third down and uh, goal from the seven. We tried the jet sweep to the left. And, uh, you know, when you got these young guys, it looks like Holy Cross is, is uh, you know, they got some good size across the front. And when you're playing with freshman and sophomore linemen, those freshman and sophomore backs take a pounding because those junior defensive linemen are still in there. Yeah. And they've seen, our, they've seen that play from us before, so they know where we're going. They're we're slightly bigger and faster guys. Right. <laughs> and speaking of the devil, Relag comes across and gets a cheer from the crowd. With the pants. All right, third and goal. Colin looks left. Now cut straight up the middle, but they're ready for him. And maybe got back to the line of scrimmage. Helmet popped off. Loss of two. That will be the end of the first quarter. I don't think they're going to – or third quarter. I don't think they're going to have the playoff. Fourth down, goal to go from the 10. So, with the running clock, the third quarter flies by. So, they're going to switch sides. And we may see Mike Phillips, or we might see Andalus out to Why not? attempt a field goal. Let's work on the, extra, on the special teams. I really wanted to see Luke Pancioli get the ball in the end zone. That would have been awesome. Apparently his, uh, his brother, Joe, a CHCA alum and a corporal in the United States Marine Corps, is here tonight watching his little brother play. What a cool opportunity for, for Luke to be playing. Uh, in front of his brother, and uh, man, we got a quarter left. Let's see if we can get the little squirt in the end zone. <laughs> I'm sure he'll appreciate that. <laughs> He's a freshman. That's part of the deal, right? That's <laughs> right. Okay. All right, so they're going to march the ball all the way to the other side of the field. You're trying to picture it in your head. The Eagles will now be going to the south end zone on the Kemper side to our right. If you are following the Reds, they just went up one nothing in the fourth inning. That would be the 1990 World Series champion Reds. <laughs> and the good news is they're up on the Cubs, one nothing at Wrigley. So that's good to know. I was actually driving through the state of Ohio when that happened. And no one expected, outside I think of the state of Ohio, the Reds to win that series. And we were driving for spring break to visit a buddy in Philadelphia. And we put a Go Reds sign in the window of the car, thinking that would help us driving a little bit faster to go from Wheaton, Illinois, to Philadelphia. And I got my first ever speeding ticket in Sandusky, Ohio. And ironically, 15 years later, I got my second speeding ticket of my life in Sandusky, Ohio. I don't think I've gone through Sandusky four times in my life, 
and twice I got speeding tickets. That's the problem with Wisconsin, your home state, Dean. I, 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 after we moved to Ohio from Wisconsin, I, I didn't get any tickets in Ohio. We went back to Wisconsin after 10 years for a wedding, got a ticket to that, that very weekend back in Wisconsin. I heard you were coming. Fourth down, uh, play fourth and eight. Colin Ames faked the jet sweep and tried to run around the right side, was tackled for a loss of two on fourth and goal from the eight-yard line. So Holy Cross is going to take over first and 10 from their own 10-yard line. All right, so up come the Indians. First and ten Indians. All right, the Indians come to the line. They're going to go trips to right. Going to bring that back in motion again. Quarterback's going to keep the ball. He gets hit right at the line of scrimmage. And Connor Bryant dropped him for no gain. Maybe he lost a one. Jeffrey May, number 72 and 77 respectively, on the tackle for Cincinnati Hills. Once again, Grant Espinwall and Jeffrey May. Let's hold him up against that goal line, get this ball back, and, and, and get a score. We, we, we want a few more points on the board. Yeah, the young guys want to get this get a touchdown in this game. All right, waiting on the snap. Two receivers left. They run that little option play. Stuff right at the line of scrimmage. Jake Swicker, number 21, gets the call. And Danny Flagle comes in and makes a tackle. We hit him at the line. All of us looked, and we were like, who was that backer flying in there? We kept looking for a number. I am so pumped to see Flagle. He he was an undersized seventh grader. He was was a smaller eighth grader. But to watch him now blossom, he is physically starting to peak. He's spending time in the weight room. He's really grown into his body, and it is so fun to watch how he's working here as a sophomore, what his potential is. This sophomore class team, there's something special about this sophomore class. Adam Atala is doing a job in that weight room, brother. All right, back to the line. Now they're going to blow a whistle. Timeout on third and ten. Again, timeouts and change of possession are the only thing stopping the clock with the Eagles with this large lead in the running clock by Ohio by Ohio rules, so these last 10 minutes can go fast. Badgers got this weekend. Nobody. I'm trying to remember who it is. Oh, no, BYU. Oh, BYU. They actually have BYU. Right. Is it, is yep. it Provo or is it uh, at the – I think it's at Camp Randall. Randall. Let me check to make sure. Tell you what, they, uh, they're looking pretty good. We're going to find out a lot about my uh, my Ohio State Buckeyes tomorrow as they travel to Dallas and take on the TCU Horn Frog to see if Dwayne Haskins is as good as he's looked the first few weeks because if he is, woo, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting uh, little challenge this year for those two in the Big Ten. Indeed. I think you could have a couple Heisman uh, Heisman finalists there too. Incomplete pass on the third and ten. I'm assuming from their ten-yard line, they're going to punt this away. I tell you, Dean, this Holy Cross team is not far away. They, they've got they've got just enough talented guys 
they're not that far. If you watch the film, they're a few guys away. They're a few pieces away from being really competitive. They're just overwhelmed tonight with CHCA. We've got a lot of talent across the board, which is why I'm so excited about next week because it's a make-or-break week to get Trimble. All right, Hicks going to punt. And standing out here at the 37, the field that almost blocked again. Fumbled by Jacob Herman. Almost covered. But fumbled then, and it's going to be covered up by the Indians out at the 32. Julian Herman muffed the – sorry, Jacob Herman muffed the punt. And then another eagle was on the ball. Ben Carter almost pulled it in. Kept bobbling it, and then an Indian came flying in and busted it up and pulled that ball in. So the punt was actually about a 25-yard offensive play for Holy Cross. The way you draw it up, right? (laughs) All right, back to the line. Trips right, single left. And there's motion in the backfield. They're going to back this up five yards. So, Greg, when we were talking about all the different things you've done at CHCA and all the ways you've served, I just realized, I don't know how this jumped into my head, failed to mention for, I think, many years running now, you have been part of the stage crew at Artbeat. How long has that tradition been going? Well, I missed this year. I was out of town, but I think I've done it for probably five or six years. Uh, And it's a great crew. We have a blast doing it. It takes very special talent to move that piano around and not push it off the stage. So we train year-round for that opportunity (laughs) and just have a blast back there. We, we've got some new demands for the, for the stage crew union. We want, we want Pete and M&M's next year, so we're trying to get an upgrade on that. But uh, it's been a good, good chance to serve. It's great to see the art act. We've got a great fine arts department here at CHA. So to get that backstage view has been a lot of fun. Mona's got the budget. She can get you the peanut m and I'll push. Incomplete pass on that last play. It was an out route. Wyatt, uh, senior linebacker Wyatt Dreggy with great coverage and uh, – didn't let that uh, didn't let that out route go untested. So great play by number 43. I know you said he was a big part of this uh, this evening tonight with the uh, the t-shirts and the the melon. What what is this? The, the huddle for the, hope. Huddle for hope. Huddle for hope. It's really cool to see all these uh, student section clad in the huddle for hope black t-shirts. All right, quarterback drops straight back. Big pressure. Floats a little screen pass out there. He's got blockers out front. That is Jackson White got blindsided. Flags have been thrown. Play. So they run a little screen pass. Jackson ben White, Carter, one of our kids, one, it looks like a, probably a linebacker, was, was scraping sideways. One of their wide receivers came from, the, from, from upfield, ran backwards toward his own end zone, and clocked number 19 block Jackson White. That's that personal foul that we talked about. You cannot block backwards towards your own end zone. It is a safety precaution because I'll tell you what, Jackson White never saw him coming and got uprooted. He's up. He's fine. Everything's great. But that is a dangerous play that we're trying to take out of the game, which is why they're marching 15 yards off against the Holy Cross. All right. That's going to put the Indians all the way back at the 20. It's going to make it 
second and 22. They got to get out to the 42 yard line. There's 5:26 as the clock continues to run. All right, dropping straight back, looking. They're going to run a little screen to the other side this time, but stumbling over himself. The back falls down, and he loses about three yards on the play. It's going to take him all the way back to the 17. Fourth and 25. Looks like CHA is going to get the ball back on this one. I do one more. I think it's third. They had the. They they flipped it quick. So third down and 24. Pep Band's back. All right. Back to the line of scrimmage. Big play, third and 24. Let's see what they're going to run here. Quarterback's going to be rolling to his right, looking. He throws to the back in the flat. And a great tackle. Draggy steps up, tackles him at the 22, 23-yard line. Draggy, no, that's Mueller. Oh, Mueller, 45. Keegan Mueller in Chad Leland's old number. He brings back the spirit of Leland. Love it. Seeing that 45 in the, out there flying Why around. Why on the tackle? Nothing like it. Plays going to turn into Von Trapp. <laughs> All right, they're going to punt the ball away. Uh, Jacob Herman back at the 45, a high punt. Going to get out of the way of this one. Going to bounce and take a Indian bounce. They're going to say it hit an eagle, but I don't know if it did. I don't think it did. I think the Eagles all got away. Yep, yep. Ball's going to be down at the 50. So it's 3.31. Clock stops for a moment. This should be the last drive. So the question, 3.31 is going to go quickly. The Coleman player of the game. I got somebody in my head. But who are you thinking? Who sticks out for you in this game Tonight, man, we've had a lot of we've had a lot of playmakers. Uh, I know that we had uh, Cole Fisher looks really good, but it's always it's really easy to pick the quarterback on a day when you put up 49 points. Um, I think in a game like today, where Ames steps into that lead role, yeah, and I think he was pretty spectacular. Where we got to see him again backing up Alex normally, but we got to see him in all of his. Uh, Impressive running ability. Oh, and here's Keyshawn Walker to the 30, to the 20, to the 10, running away. Keyshawn Walker takes this one from the 50. I think that's his first varsity rush. I don't know if he got a run a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago. That was huge. I have been... Waiting for this kid to break out. This kid is going to be a feature back at CHCA. He's got all the tools. He has all the tools. He is a great-looking athlete. He's a great kid. And you can just see he's a freshman, Greg, and you can see there's a different gear that you just can't coach. And he hit about six yards past the line of scrimmage, and, buddy, he went into fifth gear, and it was gonzo. 
Yeah, he was chased down the whole way, and he knew it. And he he didn't stop running until he was good and gone. <laughs> wow. And seeing 34 again on a CHCA back is kind of fun, too. What a play. Kick is up. Kick is good. Jack Lyle in for the long snap. Brady Messler in the hole. Gonzalo Anderlaz in the kick. Gonzo Andalus kicks the extra point. So we got another kicker in the hopper. Also nice to see. 56 push-ups. Man, this is getting tiring up here, Dean. <laughs> Holy cow. We're going to have to join the team in the bath over at Five Seasons tomorrow in the pool. The ice bath. Dad, you look good, though. The, the, you're, you're looking ripped after all these. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What a night for the young guys trying to find Walker on the sideline. Where is he? Somebody get an eye on Keyshawn. Oh, there he is. All right, so do we feel good about Ames as our Coleman player of the game? I believe we go with Ames for the Coleman player of the game. And we're going to talk to Keyshawn if we can get him as well. All right, 228 and counting. All right, Andalus has it teed up. Approaches, kicks the ball. It's going to land at about the 15. It's going to go all the way back to the 5. Picked up there to the 15, to the 20, to the 25. Cuts back to the 30. Uh Still on his feet. Spins out of a tackle. Finally driven down at the 33-yard line. But that was an impressive athletic run. All right, why don't we – Jackson White makes the tackle. He's been everywhere. Why don't we try to make our way down to the field so we can finish this one up down on the field and we can interview some players. In the post game show. All right. So the Indians are coming to the ball at the, At the 34-yard line. They're going to hand the ball off. Quarterback keeps the ball. Flagle again and makes the tackle. Gain of eight, second down and 241. We're down to a minute 13 left. As the running clock, we're under a minute left here. See if we can get some interviews after the game. All right, so another running play into the line. That's third and two. Clock's winding down. This might just about bring it into it. Matthew Rabon, another freshman in on the tackle. 
We are down under 30 seconds. Should be the last play of the game. All right, quarterback's going to keep it. He's going to roll right. Now he's going to try to cut up the middle. He's going to pick up a first down, I think, but that's going to be the end of it. And the Eagles win this one 56-6. It was a good one. It was a good one. Nice show. Some great plays tonight. Incredible interception. Some amazing runs. Amazing play by the quarterback. It's, it's just been a good, good game. Really good show. And great to see some of the freshmen out there putting their moves on the field as well. Greg, it's been awesome. Thanks for, thanks for joining us tonight. It's been an, an honor and a privilege to do this with you. And uh, you know what? This is what we wanted CHCA football to all be about, bringing community together, bringing back people who have been part of our past and part of our future and part of our present to be part of this program. And so I'm, I'm just so thankful that you were able to be, uh, be part of this broadcast tonight. Thanks a lot. It's been a pleasure. It's fun having you in it. Hey, great. It was a good, good night. Great nice. seeing you, too. We will be bringing you another one next week, folks. It's going to be a long drive, so if you can't make the drive, we will do it for you. But the guys the guys are heading over to the pet band. Keisha, we got to talk to you because you had one of the most dynamic plays of the night. Tell us what you saw as you came around the corner. Uh, I just saw daylight and good luck from all my, all my fellow brethren. All my players, I, I couldn't have done it without him. I couldn't have done it without him. Was that, your, was that your first varsity carry? Yes, it was. That is awesome. It was a big play. Love to see it, but we know we're going to see a lot more of it. Go join your teammates. Congratulations. A huge night for this Eagle team. Big night for the varsity. Big night for the freshmen. Those sophomores are starting to look like what we'd expect them to be down the road, but coming into their own now. So a blowout, but still a big game. Still a really big game. We got healthy, right? We're, we want to make sure Nathan Gibson's healthy for next week. We'll try to get an update. And, um, you know, next week's it, Steen. That's going to be make or break, traveling over to Athens to, Glo- to Gloucester to see what we got. Let's see if we can grab DJ. Yeah, let's, let's get We can grab the 20 seconds. Oh, DJ, 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 DJ. DJ, you are the Coleman player of the game. Incredible. We don't have the stats. Talk about what you guys were doing out there that was so successful tonight. Uh, well, we knew that we had the run game working in practice, so we just stuck to that, try to get a tempo on the defense and just keep pushing them all night. All right, so we just got to ask, how many times have you and your brother done that little uh, lateral play in the backyard? Uh, we used to do it a lot of, like, tailgates at Ohio State, so I guess it just, like, felt natural almost. All right, thanks a lot. Good to join your team. Thank you. Hey, quick update. I ran into Gibby. I said, hey, man, how you doing? He's like, I'll be good. So that's the official medical diagnosis straight from the horse's mouth. We get it from him. We're very thankful. That was an injury we didn't want. So a big game, a big win, a lot of points, a lot of excitement, a lot of young guys with experience. But like you said, it's all building to next week. So we will be traveling for you. So if you can't make the trip, we'd love to have you there. But next Saturday night, 7 o'clock in Gloucester, we're going to bring you the big game against Tremble. 
CHCA looks to capitalize, keep the momentum going after the two tough losses. But any last thoughts? You know, it's great to come out here, see these guys play. I think Cole Fisher looked really sharp tonight. DJ looked really sharp tonight. We saw a lot of young guys, but that looks good for the future. But, Dean, like we've said this whole broadcast, it's all about next week. Next week is a playoff game for CHCA. When you advance, you lose, and you're playing out the string. And I know there's a bunch of seniors that this senior class has worked their tails off since middle school football, and it all comes down to next week. I can't underscore it. The Trimble game next week is a playoff game. Let's see what Eagles team shows up. All right, great. Well, it's been a lot of fun bringing it to you. It's been a fun night. Great to have Greg Simpson and the whole Simpson family join us. Chad, as always, a pleasure. Looking forward to the next one. Absolutely. Thanks, Dean. All right, until next week, this is Eagle football. Big win for the Eagles here against Holy Cross. We'll see you from Tremble next week.